You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement and meditation teacher, writer, DJ, polymath and human being above everything else. On this journey we call life. I'm going to try not to badly paraphrase Prince here because I'm going to talk a bit more about him later in the show. But in today's episode, I am taking you to the park. Yeah, you heard. So I was going to say put some shoes on, something comfortable and let's get cosy. But actually, you can just get cosy wherever you are. Um, I recorded this about a week ago and now I'm in my bedroom. So um, that was pointless information. But (laughs) as you'll probably gather from the title of this podcast, this is an episode that I really hope will comfort any polymath out there experiencing a dark night of the soul. And I've kind of been away for, I haven't actually been away. I haven't been anywhere. I've been trying to work sort of badly working. Do you know that, that vibe when you're sort of trying to do you, but actually you're carrying this really dark cloud and things are really difficult, really challenging. And you're wading through this mulch. You're wading through this treacle like energy and just desperately seeking a way out. Yeah, so that's been me. And so I'm talking a bit about it and the things that really help me to shift my state and to move forward of course there's always lots of options for you out there so you know please get the help that you need and I hope that this is part of it you know I'm not a therapist obviously obviously but you know I hope that this encourages you and envelopes you with love and encouragement and gusto to be more you forevermore yes Oh, and obviously, darling, it goes without saying that anything I refer to, links, reference points, etc., will all be in the show notes. You can find those show notes over at my site, which is dion.space. That's D-I-O-N-N-E dot space. And this is episode 43. And don't forget to come and find me and say hi, connect with me on socials or via my website. I'm usually lurking on Instagram there or thereabouts. My handle is Dion with seven underscores. So hope to meet you somewhere in the realm, in the ether. And let's chat. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, you could also leave me a review if you feel like it over at iTunes. You know the drill. Yeah, let's get into this then. Stop waffling, Dion. All right. (laughs) Hello, my friends. Uh, Do you fancy coming for a walk with me? Come, let me take you to my favourite park. So welcome to St. Nicholas's Rest, which is technically a graveyard. Yeah, but it's a very pretty, relaxing one. Can graveyards be relaxing? I think so. A lot of flowers, a lot of green, and it's usually empty. And one of the best things about this park is that it's, it's split level. And when you go to the upper level, you can actually see the sea from it. So you're kind of in this gorgeous garden with a view of the sea, which I like a lot. 
and my friend also enjoys it. Hi, my friend. I feel like a kind of uh, sleeping beauty gone wrong. <laughs> anyway, humouring myself. Let's sit amongst the roses, shall we? Really here for rose season. Mmm. The colours, man. Seriously, I am here for it. It's just an ocean. Ocean of pinks and peaches and reds and gorgeousness. I'll take a picture for you and put it somewhere online. But all right, so I wanted to talk to you today because uh, I felt I had some explaining to do. Although, if a friend said that to me, I'd probably begin by saying, you don't have to explain anything to anybody, my darling. Just do you, be you. It's all good, people will understand, but I've been taking a little time away. By time away, I mean a week of kind of wrestling, wrestling with contemplating what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. This is a regular thing, and I think if you work for yourself, it's likely that you experience these sort of dare I call them dark nights of the soul? Is that overused? Is that being a bit too dramatic? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the halfway point of the year. And that was a fly in my face. Um, maybe it's because it's the halfway point of the year. Maybe it's just... Actually, I know what it was. Let me be real with you. I had this kind of situation where I received a mail, a message, and it really threw me for six. It really kind of knocked me sideways and it wasn't really a bad mail it was just surprising and I don't know sometimes people really surprise me and um, I felt kind of wounded and a bit taken advantage of I felt a bit sad actually it was mostly sadness and grief and questioning whether I'm a good judge of character I don't know like just trying to always do the right thing um bite other people and serve and offer what I can to support them whether I'm working with them or not you know what I mean um I don't really want to get too far into it because you know it's not really important what it said it's not even important actually It's just that it was a catalyst and it was one of those things that happened that sort of made me feel quite shocked. And then what tends to happen is I, I go a bit mute when I'm hurting. I did an Instagram post about that where I was trying to be brave and still trying to keep the communication going. But, you know, it's... <laughs> It's hard, I think, and I was talking about this recently. I went to um, an event because it was the anniversary of the Empire Windrush, which is a, a ship that many people from the Caribbean arrived to the UK on. I say arrived, but like for, for many of them, it was returning after fighting in the goddamn Second World War for people in Europe and then being sent off and whatever. That's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, my, my people... Um, it wasn't just the Windrush ship. There were many ships where people came over, including my grandmother and grandfather. A few years later, they came to the UK and basically they were invited because this country was on its knees because most of, um, was it something like 50% of people left to go and like move abroad? 
Was it some crazy-ass statistic like that, Fiedemann? Anyway, okay, let me rephrase that. So basically a load of people from England decided to go overseas to places like Australia and the country after the war needed rebuilding. Its whole infrastructure was a complete mess. Some would argue it still is, but um, yeah, there there were no workers, really. There weren't enough, at least. And so people from the Caribbean were invited over. And as many of you know, the Caribbean is a very diverse place. There's a lot of different nationalities. But anyway, people came over because they were invited and they set up home here will try to at least um, despite the hostility towards them from many and in fact the amount of people that arrived from the Caribbean to the UK to start a life here was actually less than the amount of people who moved from England overseas which is never really spoken about but here we are uh, why am I here because I went to an event at the weekend just to sort of commemorate and honour those who came um, because it was the anniversary and I was sort of... I always find that day a bit weird, to be honest. I always find it a bit pensive. Um, I find myself pensive. I find myself feeling quite sad, like just carrying a lot of grief and contemplation of my place in the world. Um, Also admiration and celebration of the people who came before me who enabled me to be free, you know, to, to... be able to have the opportunities that I have to this day so um, and you know there are many of them still with us and I just sort of wanted to show my face in the community and you know connect with people and yeah just feel that sense of belonging I guess and yeah just honour honour and celebrate those people so I was at an event there and as always whenever I get together with black people this is just the thing like we always end up just liming and laughing and just uh, connecting in a way that just fills my soul and it's so needed when I live in a place where I feel kind of you know the only black face like it's very lonely it's often um, the case that every day I experience some kind of microaggression, sometimes a macroaggression, like last week with some guy just screaming at me in the street for no reason. This is a common occurrence. It's exhausting. I'm not going to pollute your ears with the kind of stuff I'm navigating because if you, like me, can relate, you know what I'm talking about. And if you can't, then maybe it's a good idea to just start I don't know, maybe expanding your friendship circle or like, you know, listening to the stories of black people, um, especially in your own communities and listening to what what they need your support with. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just you holding space to hear, you know. Anyway, do what you like. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, my point is I, (laughs) I got into a discussion with a great sister circle in the community some people who had returned who don't live here anymore which is always great and also a reminder of my temporariness living here it's always felt temporary wherever I've lived and um, that constant seeking of home and I'm very grateful to have like sisters around who remind me of um, of remembering who I am which is you know what I'm about and what I always like to work with my clients on 
supporting them to be more themselves and um, encouraging them to take up space on this planet as themselves, their, their full selves. And so having that reminder reflected back to me by my sisters and also the, the kind of the, the accountability from them in some of the goals that I have for myself, including getting, getting back to the Caribbean and getting to Grenada is my big goal. It's, um, I spoke about it in episode 40. And yeah, just sort of having that accountability and that love, but also that sort of stern reminder, like, don't leave it too long. You, you, need, to, you need to get back. You need to make sure this happens because the years, they go by, you know, and before you know it, 10 years is gone. So... I can't remember where this tangent <laughs> began. I'm really sorry, but yeah, I went to this Windrush event at the weekend. It was very soothing for my soul. It was like balm to connect with members of the community. And um, I've been in this process of sort of licking my wounds, really trying to process so that I can get back to supporting other people. And, you know, when you're not 100%, at least for me, when I work as a coach, if I'm, you know, teaching or doing anything like that, I don't like to show up with just thunderstorms, you know, with no sort of offering of uh, light or not that I just want to put love and light on it. But, you know, like I want to offer suggestions of solutions or share resources or things that have helped me that might be useful for you, too if you're on this journey as well or ever find yourself in those sort of sticky situations and it's kind of how I've built my career in a way it's all been completely accidental it's just really been about me trying to share resources with others um, who might be able to learn from my mistakes or I don't know maybe have have the the wisdom or the tools that I didn't have um, but have gone out on a, a journey of seeking to obtain and I'll always be on that journey of growth hopefully of learning and challenging myself to develop and hopefully keep getting better hopefully being a better human again I've gone off on a tangent but yeah you're still with me aren't you are you used to me by now I don't know so windrush wounding healing recovering and that brings us to this garden right here amongst the flowers and a remembering of sorts of the things that you need to bring you back to yourself. So in this past week of healing and remembering and recovering, I've gone through a lot of different moods. Some of them have been pretty horrendously ugly and <laughs> I was going to say pathetic, but I'm not ashamed of that. It's part of the many multifaceted layers that make me who I am and I feel like for so many years definitely wasn't allowed to show my full spectrum of emotion had to always keep it contained don't show face and and I'm not sure that's healthy in fact I know it's not healthy to not express what you're feeling of course not the whole world doesn't need to know your every spectrum but you need to be able to find space to process stuff however you need to and yeah, for me, that's definitely meant taking a step back and trying not to beat myself up about workload. Um, that didn't go so well, but you know, it's a process. Um, my 40th year, you know, 
working on it forever and ever. Um, reflecting, reflecting on the year that's been, reflecting on my career, reflecting on what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, where I'm going. Um, it's a lot to think about and I don't recommend doing it all at once, of course. I do have like a creative exercise if you are interested. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's like a six month reflection. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, then head to ifeelforyoupodcast.com. Um, and I will link you up with the goods and you can see for yourself if that resonates or not but yeah it's June it's the halfway point of the year if you use this kind of western January to December calendar Um, and I was talking with Fienemann about my anxiety about still feeling uncertain not uncertain what is the word what was I feeling Fienemann He's crouching by some roses right now. Very picturesque. Were you confused? Yeah, confused is a good word. I was, I was confused and feeling a lot of pressure in many ways about needing to know exactly where I was going. And I think a lot of us face that. A lot of my clients face this as well. I'm sure they won't mind me sharing this in the podcast. We talk about it a lot in needing to be able to have blinkers on enough for you to focus on where you're going, but still have a sort of broad perspective on things, a macro perspective, so that the little day-to-day stuff that you do makes sense in the grand scheme of things. But that can, it can make us a bit wobbly because it can, can feel like a bit intimidating to sort of dream big and you know that sort of thing so yeah all of these sort of all of these thoughts were swirling around I was getting quite anxious about feeling somehow that I wasn't enough in declaring my absolute direction in life I never have had a very clear direction I lie the age of five I was very very clear I wanted to be an author like I mean how precocious is that what an annoying kid I want to be an author not a writer I want to be an author um that dream still lives and I did something about that this week actually you may or may not be pleased to know but yeah still working on it still working on that I mean arguably a blog is like publishing stuff on the regular you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah at age five I wanted to be an author and I wanted to be a vet and then I heard that I had to put animals down and then I decided I didn't want to be a vet anymore anyone else relate um (laughs) so so I had that very clear dream it was always about writing like something connected to reading writing and I was really into that wanted to be a fashion designer for a while and at the same time I wanted to do many things which is very telling right if you know anything about me you'll know that I'm a polymath and I work with a lot of polymaths in fact every every single client I've ever worked with has been a polymath they've done more than one thing and that actually gives me a lot of hope and faith in this world changing we all know that you don't just have one career in life anymore some people do maybe but they tend to be older the world is very different now and I'm excited about it because it's literally our oyster that's a cliche but you know you can do anything you really can if you have a dream if you have an interest you can explore that in ways that you couldn't even 10 years ago and that's really exciting to me so 
just taking a breath for nothing, maybe join me, I don't know. That whole conundrum on needing to feel you have direction, I realize is something I've inherited from a culture, a culture of growing up and you work hard. I was born in 1980, the 80s were a time, you know, women at work, at least where I grew up, it was about career, have a career and you can have it all. And you work hard, you work your way up, you work above and beyond and you prove yourself. And it's hard after all those decades of doing to begin to undo and practice unlearning some of that stuff because it's a different time now. Um, I'm not saying working hard doesn't get you anywhere. I'm not saying not to work hard at all. It's more like in the past, I think people believe you work hard and you get somewhere. Now that somewhere isn't guaranteed. So <laughs> you sort of... I feel and I believe at least if you're going to work hard at something, you, you should hopefully be interested in it. You should hopefully be somewhat passionate about it. And that's not to say that you, your work has to be your passion. You might have a job that pays the rent, you know what I mean? And on the side, you do the stuff that you love. So, yeah, I hope that's really clear. So just reflecting, this six-month review, what the hell I'm doing, what label to use for people has always been a sticky subject for me. And um, just in this whirlwind of pressure of not knowing and feeling like I somehow should know, in no way was I doubtful about what I'm currently doing. That wasn't the issue because I know that creative coaching for me is something that as time goes on, I am even more certain and sure this is the exact place I'm supposed to be in. I feel euphoric working with people and I love the, the work we do together. It lights me up in ways that other things haven't done in the past. So I realise this is a good place for me to be in. There's no doubt in my mind that I want to continue to do that. Yoga, I'm still absolutely in love with it despite the kind of general I can't swear can I can I say the F word no um the general BS um day-to-day -day in the mainstream yoga industry which I do not feel I fit into nor do I want to fit into I don't want to participate in it um just not interested babes um I've got some company so there's no doubt that uh yeah, the things that I'm currently doing, I'm still loving doing them. Otherwise, I wouldn't do them. That's pretty clear. DJing has been so much fun this last year. I've done so many really fun gigs that I've actually adored. That like It's really kind of um, reminded me of how much I love DJing. Really been fun and like connecting with such a great audience, great people has like restored restored my faith in that kind of world and writing too which again is something as I said working on that and taking that more seriously so and of course that kind of links to the podcast and everything like that making this for you I still feel I want to offer this to you and I really hope it's useful <laughs> but the anxiety and the the worry and the fear and the doubt and the questioning about what the hell am I doing was about the future like where is this leading what what am I going to do where am I supposed to be I was getting really wrapped up in worrying about needing to define it very neatly 
into some kind of, uh, what would you call it in business terms, a pillar, you know, in, in business school or whatever they like to talk about, the pillars of business and you sort of creating these pillars in order to create your career. And I was just getting really stuck in that and thinking, God, what am I, what is this all for that I have so many more things I'm interested in and, and doing and that I'm planning to do? And um, what if this doesn't fit? What if this really turns people off? And I don't know why I got stuck in that because again, like my career has absolutely followed that same trajectory where I'm sort of bumbling and sort of trying things out and noticing, oh, that resonates. Okay, that's cool. And then it's like, oh, I have another idea and there's something else I wanna do and I'm not done with exploring yet. Even though people might have wanted me to stay doing what I was doing, you know, case study yoga even yoga discos and things like that so it's interesting that that has sort of been a recurring theme the, the past couple of weeks and I don't know if this resonates with you and if you've ever found yourself in that situation of needing to neatly fit but I want to share with you something some advice I was given that really helped me that I really hope helps you too and that advice came from Finaman. Guru Fini, as we like to call him, because um, he has such great advice. And when I was in one particular spiral, very late at night, because with this two-week uh, doom came two weeks worth of insomnia, not fun, not helpful. Um, <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound too miserable, but boy, if you've ever suffered with insomnia, mates, I feel for you, honestly, I'm with you in solidarity of how difficult that is to navigate. I do have a blog post featuring some things that have helped me in the past, um, went through most of them, <laughs> helped some days, you know, the rhythm tends to go, you might sleep for one day and then the next night you're up all night, but here we are. Anyway, still here to tell this tale. The advice that I was given came from Guru Fini, Finaman Shettle. And his advice, or perhaps reminder might be more accurate, was to remember the people that I look up to in the world, the people that have inspired me, my muses, and they include people, as you know, like Eartha Kitt, Maya Angelou, Prince. And it's not to say that I compare myself to them in any way, but these people happen to have certain things in common with each other, i.e. they're all polymaths. They've all designed and crafted a life that has compromise for what like they've they've <laughs> they've lived a life with integrity and, and and that's what I mean when I say no compromise like they're not compromising their integrity for anybody they're being true to who they are they're exploring they're not really well, maybe they questioned whether things made sense together I'm, I'm thinking specifically about Maya Angelou and Eartha Kitt but like you know Maya Angelou for example like as you know she's done many many different jobs she's been all the way through a writer but like She's had many different jobs, like she has worked in a record shop, she has worked on a tram, she has written plays, she has worked with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X to a degree around the same time, or just after actually. And she has done all kinds, of, like she's been a teacher, she has lived in many different places all around the world, she has been a speaker, like she's done so many different, different things and throughout I guess the thread of writing has run through which is 
a great hope and reminder for me and Eartha Kitt in a similar way you know she has had to start again many times too particularly in the time when she moved to Paris because after like basically I don't know if you know the story but you know she was um, blacklisted for speaking up against her anti-war anti-corruption speech at the White House right she's has her values she spoke up about what she believed in and what she didn't and she was blacklisted like the FBI had a file on her <laughs> it's just if you don't know that story I recommend you researching it right now because it's just wild her life has been wild so she moved she went to Europe and she spent time in Paris where you know she built up a whole new career and it was really difficult because you know she'd been on paper like successful and, and like her career was sort of just on the brink of beginning you know like she'd been doing some really amazing work and then suddenly she's just you know blacklisted literally not sure I like that word but you know what I mean so the, remembering these two women and obviously thinking about people like Prince who yeah although it's been music the strain of music and film as well like there's definitely been a sense of like him daring to keep keep trying new things maybe going in directions people didn't expect him to um, musically when he could have just stuck to a particular pattern and pleased people he still followed his truth spoke his truth and lived with integrity so Shuttle's advice to remember these people who inspire me was so so helpful in a time when I felt in a really dark place and worried about where the hell it was I'm supposed to be ending up. What am I building towards? Because as long as, and I hope this is useful for you, as long as you are on your path of truth, living your truth and living, living with integrity. So what you're doing, it's rooted in integrity it's not for like some kind of shady ulterior motive like you're just literally connecting with the truth that is you and putting that out into the world I believe that stands up for itself or I like to hope that it does I like to hope that ultimately when all is said and done and it's my time to depart from this planet that people will know me as a person who lived my truth and that encouraged others to do the same and to always, always have integrity, always have intention and come from a place of integrity in everything that I do. And of course, over the years, that's got me into trouble and it's also meant a more difficult life. It's meant walking a harder terrain. It's meant walking paths that haven't been cleared yet. It's meant being very lonely. It's meant having a lot of dark nights of the soul. It's meant having to create stuff for nothing. And I'm not trying to like blow my own trumpet here because I know there are many of you listening to this who also relate and who resonate with this, who are living your lives in the same way. I went off on a tangent because I got a bit emotional, sorry. <laughs> but I, I just hope that you and I can remind ourselves of who the hell we are. Okay, sorry, that was Ethel. But, you know, um, <laughs> in those moments of doubt, to remind ourselves of the people who inspire us and to remember that we don't necessarily have to have this path all kind of neatly boxed up in a kind of business pillar, right? Because... For some of us, for many of us, there aren't even pillars that exist yet to describe what we're doing on this planet. And the only time it's going to make sense is like, you know, towards the end of our journey. 
because what connects it is us. I hope this isn't too like, um, what's the word, too vague, like too ethereal. I hope this sort of offers someone some help. But yeah, let me just break it down into some pointers. So if you are unsure or feeling like the pressure to have to define your absolute path or like to, to fit into a box and to clarify what it is, what direction it is you're going in when you are still exploring and maybe doing a lot of different things. Maybe you're a polymath and you're struggling a little bit with people's need to put you in a box, right? Try to think about people that you admire, people that you look up to. And if you don't have any, maybe it's a good chance for you to just go like sniffing around like some biographies or like look at some like um, old YouTube clips. And uh, I love to spend time in places like Vintage Black Glamour on Instagram. And also um, there's a brilliant account called Know Your Caribbean run by uh, Fiona, who's just an amazing resource for like all things uh, Caribbean culture. So I go to places like that. There's another guy I follow from Trinidad. I can't remember his name, but I will put the link in the show notes. But he shares a lot of Trinidad history and like public figures, like interesting stories. And I go to places like this to remember who I am and especially living as a person who is mixed race, who's a black woman with light skin privilege, living in a place that's very, very white feeling very disconnected often and um, never disconnected completely because you know I know where I came from I, I, I know who I am at least at this point in time that's not who I'm going to end up as because hopefully I'm still going to grow if you know what I mean but I like to go to places that remind me of others who have walked a similar path. It might not look like a very similar path to what you're on now, but like have faced some of the struggles or the challenges that you might be going through, or at least spark some interest in you. Because I feel like your interests really are a, like a little signal, a little sign for you, a little peppering of curiosity, which is always useful to lean into, I think. And lean in is a little bit overused, isn't it? But here we are. Voila! Use it if you want, whatever. Um, sorry if I made you cringe by saying it. Yeah, so uh, look into those people that you admire and look at the traits, look at their stories, look at the cycles, look at the road, the terrain that they have walked through. And it hasn't been a direct line from A to B I guarantee you that so trust that if you are going through this kind of polymath dark night of the soul number one you're not alone these are too many sub points aren't they I don't know number one you're not alone just think the sun's got to my head uh, number two um, remember who you are number three remember who you admire and then number four remember that those people that you admire are you too Okay, there's a reason why they resonate with you. So I hope that helps. It's been a long thing, but a sort of catch up as well. So I hope that's useful for you. Thank you so much for like bearing with the outdoor noise. I hope it hasn't been too windy for you. And I hope I haven't been shouting in your ear holes. But um, let me know what you think about this. If you've got any thoughts, if you have any advice for people who might be navigating a sort of the pressure of needing to conform and fit in a world that is changing so rapidly um, and maybe having alternative careers. I'm using like quotey fingers for that because I mean, what is an alternative career? Really everything arguably especially in the times that we're living in so um yeah 
that concludes this episode i would love to hear from you know that i appreciate every single one of you who get in touch even if you don't get in touch and you're just kind of sending good vibes i really appreciate that too so know that i love to hear what you think though it is really helpful as i speak into this ether of (laughs) i'm imagining you but you know it's sort of a bit weird isn't it that i'm sort of talking into nothingness but it's not nothingness because i know there's something beyond there's a car alarm i'm going to wrap this up but yeah feel free to leave me a review feel free to send me a message feel free to reach out on socials you can find me on instagram usually i am dion d-i-o-n-n-e with seven underscores because i'm extra this is my 40th year i hope that this is in some way useful for you i love you thank you for listening and farewell 